Hey, welcome into the Grace One Daily Podcast. This is not a uh, one-year Bible. This is going to be a verse-by-verse with Dr. R.B. Maynard. So, Dr. R.B., thanks for joining us today. It's just wonderful to be here. Yeah, we are in the, um, well, we're technically in the Word this year. So we've been challenging people to read their entire Bible in 2022, and uh, hopefully everyone's doing a good job so far. I know it's a, it's a little bit of a gauntlet at times, but what's the encouragement you have for people today reading their entire Bible? Well, if you're planning on the entire Bible on the verse-by-verse podcast, you're not going to get it this year because we go way too slow for that. But yeah, <laughs> I've just, you know, I've always felt like the Bible was really important to me. I mean, even in some of the giving and stuff, I've always tried to give like to the Fire Bible, to uh, Gideons when they came, you know, yep. just because of the spread of the word itself, you know. I mean, we support pastors and we do all those kind of things, but I think the word itself mm-hmm. is, I think it's really important. Yeah. Good challenge if you've never done it before. I'm posting 365 podcasts. You can find those on the Grace Point daily podcast you can find them on the grace point daily youtube channel and you can also check them out at grace point assembly of god facebook page each and every day so i have watched them each and every day yeah there you go so i'm like i'm staying ahead of the game right now it's been a little hairy a couple times even thus far oh i know but i know it's hard to commit there's to been a couple late night sessions shall we say but mm-hmm. so far so good I, it's only discouraging like the other day i'm like i only have wait let's see i only have 300 and 20 videos left to make whoa okay well i can do all things through christ who gives me strength yes yes. let's get into the word dr okay luke 1 29 it's where we left off last time uh we're talking about the story of mary and and the angel visiting mary and so it says in verse 29 and when she saw him talking about the angel she was troubled at his saying and and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. In other words, I mean, why is she troubled? Well, you know, I'm just a child, basically, and and I've had no uh, sexual relations, and why me? I mean, I'm nobody special. I mean, there's lots of things, and, and it even mentions the, the salutation from the angel. In other words, the angel is showing her um, respect. In other words, it's almost like, uh, writing a letter, Dear Mary, and in that culture, that was not, especially for a man to a woman, was not appropriate. There were certain things that you just didn't do because it was men were, they weren't superior, but in that culture, they were treated as superior. And so it was even that part of it was an unusual thing for an angel to be talking to her with such respect. Mm. But And, it, it, you know, some things are not... Um, uh, biblical rules, but they're man's rules. You know, this whole idea of when we look at the Bible and we think, well, men were superior to women. No, they weren't. That was a man's device, or men had multiple wives. That was never God's plan. He allowed things mm-hmm. to happen and allowed things to go on, but that was never his plan. So you can't always look at the culture of the time and say, oh, well, that must have been what God, what God wanted. So... Verse 30, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Um, you know, why, why fear? Again, we've talked about those things, but and we've talked about the fact that the words fear not or don't be afraid or whatever uh, I've heard. I haven't looked it up myself that there's 365 times that it says fear not or don't okay. be afraid, uh, whatever, throughout the Bible. So, um, 
and and it's natural for us to have fear and uh, you know we probably all need to say every day fear not fear not you know mm-hmm. don't be afraid today of all the things that are going to come and i we live in a world of fear right now absolutely There's lots of fear out there about illness and uh, you know all kinds of things and and i think it it was bad for me when i worked in the medical field because you see so many things and you see the symptoms of things i would there were times when I'd get some kind of pain or something like that, and my mind would immediately go, oh, well, that could be cancer. <laughs> right. Oh, that could be this, you know. And so um, it's a horrible thing to live in fear, for sure. Yeah. But verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Again, a lot for a... I mean, you think about 15-year-old. I, I can't imagine. Right. I mean, when I, when it goes... When I start <laughs> thinking about it, I think about even your girls. Yeah. I mean... Zoe is 18, is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle, 17. Yep. I mean, can you imagine three years ago right? <laughs> yeah. that the angel came to Zoe <laughs> and said, because that's we don't know that for sure, but they believe she was somewhere around 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And, Amazing. I mean, it is big news. I mean, you're going to, I mean, to talk to, to Zoe at 15 years old and say, uh, Zoe, you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would just be devastating i mean right <laughs> uh, so uh, and especially under these circumstances but under any circumstances but uh you're going to conceive you're going to give birth and you're going to name the child i mean all these things i can't imagine the overwhelming um feelings that she must have had of fear and confusion or whatever it was but um, i'm tr- i'm trying to process being a college dad let alone right you know, <laughs> a, a grandpa, grandpa stuff like that yeah no way yeah, no, <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? Wait till it's great, Grandpa. Right. <laughs> That's anyway. Verse thirty-two and thirty-three. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. I mean, this is all great news. I mean, it, it's one thing to for most. Ladies, I mean, I know there's pregnancies that are like, oh, this was not a good time or this was not planned or, you know, but for a lady who's who wants to have a child and she finds out she's pregnant and, you know, yes, that's good news and everybody, oh, I'm so happy for you. And mm-hmm. and but then uh, can you imagine the prophet speaking over them and saying, I mean, he'll be called the son of the highest he will have the throne of David. He will reign over the house of Jacob, and his kingdom will never end. Can you imagine those words being spoken wow. over your child before the child's even born? Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, that causes fear. It causes excitement, all these emotions. But then, you know, it, she doesn't get this news now, but she's going to have the news, too, of his rejection, yep. of his uh, crucifixion, uh, he's never going to marry. There's never going to be grandchildren. Uh, you know, um, all of these things that the normal mother would have, it's like all this great news, but then mm-hmm. like, okay, but then this is what's going to happen. I wouldn't want to know the bad news. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, people talk about wanting to know the future. I don't want to know the future. Right. You know, I don't want to know the day of my death and uh, the day that, somebody's going to be sick or whatever. I mean, you talk about fear and sadness, knowing that the bad news is coming, let alone uh, suspecting that there's bad news. But 
Um, verse 34 says, Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? I mean, it's exciting news, but it's also impossible. And I love the words because she didn't say this can't happen. She said, yeah. how will this happen? And I, I think that's that's part of um, the honor that we pay to Mary is that her humility in this. I mean, mm-hmm. she could have instantly thought, man, I must be somebody. That this is, and and the faith that when that angel spoke to her, there wasn't, well, this, that can't happen. I mean, it's all this, it's just like, how will it happen? Yeah. And, and I think that's the kind of faith that we, um, that I say we, I lack sometimes is I'm like, well, I don't see any way for that to, <laughs> you know, I mean, those yeah. are the, the thoughts that go through our head sometimes, but, um, and the angel said, this is 35, the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And I love this because, you know, we think God is that, um, like the father who just says to his children all the time, uh, don't do that. Well, why? Because I said so. Mm -hmm. That we think we have a God who is, is not... Uh, compassionate towards us being people with lack of understanding and and all those things. And so I've always said, I don't know that God is so offended when we say why or how. Uh, he understands we are we are human. We don't get his ways right. or above our ways. Not yeah. I mean, he's higher than our ways. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for us to say, I, I don't understand how this is going to work or... I don't think he's so offended by that. Like, well, if you're going to doubt, then I just won't use you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you're going to ask questions, then you don't have any faith. But, I mean, he he explains the Holy Ghost is going to come on you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. He will be called the Son of God. I mean, it, it's like you ask a question, I can I can give you some answers here to how all this is going to come about. Verse 36, and behold, the cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. And this is, it's kind of like, well, what's that got to do with anything? Why why bring that in? It's just more proof that to Mary that the impossible things can happen. I mean, it was supposed to be uh, Elizabeth was too old to have a child. And so... That was supposed to be an impossibility, but he's saying to to Mary, not only is this going to happen to you, but even your your own cousin Elizabeth is mm-hmm. going to have a baby, and it says who was called barren. I mean, she had been known to be a woman who was not able to have children for her whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just early in her life, but her whole life she'd been called barren. And again, in that culture, to be barren was to be cursed, really. Yeah, I mean, if you couldn't have not only a, a son, but if you couldn't have a child at all, it was considered some kind of a curse. Mm-hmm. And 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 we know that's the reasoning because verse thirty-seven then goes on and says, "For with God nothing shall be impossible." And this is the angel uh, speaking to her. I'm sure Mary knows that, 
But I, I think I think that's the importance. A lot of people don't see the importance of of church or of of reading. Like, well, I read the Bible once, you know, and they they think that's good enough. But I need to be reminded of things. I mean, I don't have a full grasp of the Word. I need your uh, preaching, teaching. I need mm-hmm. uh, Rachel's, you know, yeah. teaching and, and those things. Yep. I need to be reminded because it's so easy for us. And, you know, I can't go out of the church every Sunday and uh, say, oh, uh, you know, Pastor, I remember, you know, three weeks ago yesterday you said such and so. I don't remember every detail of every sermon, <laughs> right. but we feel like the the repetition of things, you know, I need to hear occasionally mm-hmm. with God, nothing shall be impossible. She yeah. probably knew that, but this angel is just uh, yeah. reminding her that this is not an impossible thing. It was, well, I, and I, I on that point, I had a lady. I don't remember what her name was. She came to visit with someone on uh, our Sunday night service, but I talked to her afterwards and she's like, Hey, a uh, Gail sister, I think, or whatever. Oh yeah. So yeah. sorry. You, those of you listening have no mm-hmm. idea what I'm talking about, but she said, you know, every one of you, cause we had all of our staff just share one thing. She's like, every one of you shared something I'd never thought about before. Oh, in the scripture, you know, mm-hmm. like saying basically like she'd read the Bible, but it was that perspective or encouragement from someone else that gave right. her, a bit of encouragement. Thus, the reason we gathered the worship because sometimes it's our testimony, it's our our word of encouragement. It's it's just our, like you said, it could be it could be me saying with God nothing's impossible for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Me saying it just helps you, right? Feel it or grasp it a little bit more if you would just right. sit there and read it yourself in the Bible or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And the timing of it, you know, you you say that and you don't know who's sitting there that mm-hmm. they've heard it before, but they're going through something now that they just need to know that with God, nothing is impossible for this, whatever whatever it is they're going to. So, I mean, you know, the, the angel reminds her because of maybe the little doubt that she has or the little confusion that she has. And if, if you think about that on the opposite side, all the devil has to do is make us doubt. I mean, it's, you know, he doesn't have to cause me to become a alcoholic, a drug addict, uh, an atheist even. But if he can just cause me to doubt, then if I, if I begin to doubt that God's word is really God's word, then I don't, I don't think I really want to podcast. I don't want to teach a Sunday school class if I don't really believe that you know, I don't want to just be up there reciting something. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that I truly believe in. So really the devil, uh, his if he can just ease in there enough to make us doubt a little bit, then he's got a foot in the door for uh, to become totally disbelieving. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, people say, well, how could you not believe? I mean, I hear that all the time about evangelists who completely changed their, you know, there's no hell anymore. Everybody's going to heaven. And and it's like we say, well, how can you preach what you've preached and believe what you've believed your whole life, and then all of a sudden now, that's that's all wrong. Everything mm-hmm. you've taught for 20 years now 
you're saying I was teaching a false doctrine for the past 20 years or whatever. Yeah. And, and I, we say that, how can this person do that? But I think we're all just a little doubt away from moving in that direction. All, if, if he gets the foot in the door, well, I don't, you know, that story's really not true, and I start looking at it, and then I start, well, if that story's not true, then this story's not true, and, and just a little bit of doubt. And so I, I can see where, um, and even tragedies, when somebody loses a loved one. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you, I mean, we've talked many times about Kelly Stevens on here, you know, and I struggled with it. You pray so hard, and it doesn't happen. The next time you're praying for somebody, it makes it a little more difficult. You know, it's like I believed so strongly that this thing mm-hmm. was going to happen, and it yep. didn't happen. So why should I pray the next time? That's you know, that's that little doubt that comes in. So I don't want to sidetrack too much, but that's yeah. just talking about with God, nothing being impossible. Verse thirty-nine. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And I, I saw one of them said in the Ethiopic version, it says in that day. In other words, that very day, she got up and began to do, uh, to participate in what God, she didn't wait and say, well, okay, I better have another sign or uh, let this happen and then I'll go see Elizabeth, or it's talking about in that version or what they believe is the version. It's like in that day. In mm-hmm. other words, there was no haste or no lack of haste in in doing what God told her to do or what the angel has told her to do. And I just, this is a little bit of a side note, but um, when, it, when you talk about these different versions, and I'm always very careful in uh, Sunday school, I'm very careful if I'm teaching anywhere, if I'm on this podcast or whatever, that I don't tell people that it's okay to go look at these other books and that they override scripture. But there are many other books that were part of the Bible yes. mm-hmm. you right. know, back in the day. Yep. And, and our modern, I shouldn't say modern, our Bible that we carry now, yes. there are references in that Bible to some of these other books. Mm-hmm. And so there, there are many other books. They weren't excluded because they had some heresy in yes. them. The Bible just got reduced down to what we have today yep. from what used to have many books. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have a Bible at home. I think it belonged to uh, Stella's dad that has the Bible that we have today. And then in the back of it, it has all the other books hmm. included in it. And so... You know, I'm not going to, but it, it says the the original, what you would call the original Bible, had anywhere from 88 to 100 books. Okay. And and so ours got reduced then down to that 66 books of the Bible that we have today. Yep. And, and so you can, and there's nothing wrong with looking at those other books. And I, again, I've mentioned it on here before. I've had people say, you know, I'd, teach something or talk about something. Well, where's that in the Bible? Well, <laughs> it's not in the Bible, but historically it's the truth, you know. Right. And But they don't, if it's not in the Bible, then you shouldn't talk about it, you shouldn't teach about it, because you're teaching outside of the Word of God, if you would. Mm-hmm. Well, these other books were considered. Now, if I read one of those other books and it compromises or, or yeah. contradicts, 
what's in the Bible that we have today, then I'm going to believe what the Bible has today. Yeah, I'm not going to change my doctrines because it's like because I think a lot of people are looking for a loophole. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, and that's a basic, uh, a fundamental way of determining is this a cult or not a cult? You know, right. it's kind of like is the Assemblies of God a cult or not a cult? Right. You know, well, we would say, well, we're not adding anything on to the Word of God. Right. We right. have other publishings. We have other books. We have authors. You know, those right. kind of things. But right. we're not. None of those books, publishings are replacing anything right. in this word, you know? Right. Well, and it's So if you kind of keep that as your baseline, right. you should be tracking pretty good. Well, it's the same thing with, and I, we won't get off on that, but, you know, we're reading out of the King James here, but there are people who believe that's the only thing sure. that you should ever, you know, read from. And it's like, if you're going to what you would call the original, you'd have to learn how to speak Hebrew and... Aramaic and Greek and you know everything else to be able to truly interpret the Bible, and so uh, you know to say that the King James or the NIV or whatever it is is the only um, yeah uh, you you'd have to go back further than King James in order to get the yep. actual words of the of the Bible, and so so anyway I you know I'm not. Something people. I know far too well. Listen, I've been accused many and many times of promoting King James just a little too much. Yes, you have. <laughs> and, well, that's a whole other topic here. We better not go there. Yeah. But, but anyway, we'll do one more verse here. And uh, verse 40, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. In other words, uh, she's been told that Elizabeth is, so Elizabeth is six months along at this point. So, um, okay. So there is a, a baby there, and it's a greeting. Uh, it's talking about uh, saluting Elizabeth. In other words, men and women didn't do that to each other, men to men, women to women. Uh, it's kind of like in, in the church today, we've changed a little bit. When I was growing up, back in the olden days, you know, I know you talk about mm-hmm. back when I was a youth <laughs> pastor, Yeah. but I talk about back in the olden <laughs> days, um, I mean, people just gave full-on hugs, you know, men, women, the whole bit. Nobody ever thought anything about it. Well, of course, part of it's changed today because of, you know, viruses and yeah. <laughs> those kind of things. But things changed over time where you just don't do Greet that. each other with the holy kiss, as yes. the Bible says. Yes. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> one part of the Bible I will not yeah. be practicing when I meet you in church. But, um, it, but it, it's just that idea. She goes to see Elizabeth because she's been told that Elizabeth has a baby, and you know, and that's a, a whole interesting story as you move mm-hmm. on from there with John the Baptist, and and that's really why we're here. When you talk about uh, going through the Bible verse by verse and chronologically, we're talking about the life of Christ. Well, he's he's being conceived at this point, but then you break away to John the Baptist and preparing the way for, mm-hmm. for him to come. And so that's, that's kind of where we are today. So, so we'll wrap it up a little bit earlier today. We usually go a little too long probably. So. Yeah. Awesome. Hey guys, whatever way you're doing it, however you might be doing it in whatever version you might be reading, just get in the word. Can't express it enough. If you want to pick up, you know, again, you can, uh, annual Bible. I, I gave someone a chronological uh, one year Bible the other day. So that your Bible apps, a lot of different ways to read the Bible. 
listen, if you if your commitment is just I'm I'm going to read the New Testament this year, maybe you know, start off with some kind of goal. You know, I'm going to read the Old Testament. I'm going to whatever. I'm going to read a proverb a day. What or uh, how does that go? Yeah, proverb a day. You know, uh, for the whole month, whatever it might be, just establish some kind of goal. This is not a legalistic thing, right? That we do. That's not the intention of the verse by verse, nor is it the intention of the one year Bible journey. But we do believe there's a tremendous blessing. As you read the word of God, that's the point and that's the goal. So God bless you guys. And we'll talk to you next time.